KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Universal basic income. It's an idea that made some headlines during the race for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination as Andrew Yang made it a signature policy idea of his campaign. But most people aren't really familiar with the concept. Now, before the pandemic, UBI in any form was probably a long shot at best to ever take hold in the U.S., But after three rounds of government stimulus checks and now soon a monthly stipend as part of expanded child tax credits, well, things could get interesting. Wanted to learn more about UBI, so we reached out to Dr. Stephen Balsam. He is a professor of accounting at the Fox School of Business at Temple University. Really interesting stuff. Give a listen. So let's just start with the concept. UBI, universal basic income. What is it? How does it work? You know, the devil is in the details, but it's in its simplest form. It is everybody, every citizen would get a check or a credit to their bank account every month for $500, $1,000, whatever amount that the government decided would be. And that would Um, be everybody? Everybody, you know, at its simplest form, and we know that our government never does things at its simplest form, but it would be every every citizen, could be every green card holder. Again, you get, there's details, but yeah, it, it could be conditioned on income. It might not be conditioned on income. In its most basic form, it would be everybody. I've heard some stories, or I shouldn't say stories, but Aren't there certain cities in the country that have experimented with this, a pilot program, or just kind of see how it works? And what have we learned? There have been a couple of pilots. Uh, I'm not sure what we've learned yet. I don't know that they've concluded yet, Uh, both in this country and I think some in, in Western Europe as well. And unfortunately, I can't really tell you what we've learned. I don't think the evidence is out there yet. What would you say are the upsides here? I think Basically, you would be giving every citizen a floor where they would be able to build off of. I mean, that's got to be right at the top, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. That definitely would be the benefit. I mean, right now we have, um, I'm not sure what the technical term is, but we've got a slew of programs that uh, various constituencies are eligible for. Like we have unemployment, we have food stamps, we have Social Security, SSI, we have SSDI. But as you know, as most of your listeners know, we also have homeless people. We have people that fall through the cracks. An example might be in in today's day and age, I hope there's not too many out there like this. Let's say that you graduated college last year. You graduated in the middle of a pandemic. You didn't have a job when you graduated college. You couldn't get a job because of the pandemic and you didn't qualify for unemployment. So you've got this piece of paper, this college degree that you may have paid a lot for and you've got no income. Okay, unemployment, you can't get unemployment because you don't you didn't have a job. You don't qualify for anything. Universal basic income does away perhaps with many of these other programs and it replaces it with a program that everybody is eligible for. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully, and you know, nothing works as intended in practice, but hopefully, among other things, it reduces that homeless population because people have a basic income, 
where they could, you know, pay some rent and have an apartment, have a room somewhere. And if we're talking, if you want to look at it and what people would criticize about it, I would imagine it would be the cost. But as you're saying that your last answer, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, this would cost a lot, but you would also be paying a lot less in so many other government programs and not to mention the bureaucracy and the red tape that goes along with them. I'm not saying it pays for itself or whatever, but that is not nothing. Everything is in an ideal world, in a theoretical world. I mean, yes, the downside is it would cost a lot of money. Uh, Would it be, you know, I haven't run the numbers and it all depends on how much that monthly payment is or that weekly payment is, Uh, but it could easily run into trillions of dollars per year. And yes, I mean, one possibility, but very unlikely possibility, is they say now that we have, you know, universal basic income, uh, we can do away with these other things. I, you know, it's much easier for, well, it's much easier for our elected officials to add things on than to take away. So, you know, fiscally, there are issues. And fiscally, you know, even without universal basic income, I mean, we are running deficits, huge, humongous deficits that, you know, that those of us who remember the 80s can only smile about. Because if you remember back in the 80s, there was this big, you know, outrage about having deficits in the $200 billion range. Now we're having deficits of, well, you know, last couple of years, we've run deficits of in the trillions. So, I mean, there, we do have, you know, we do have fiscal issues right now. And unless unless they find a way to pay for this, either by cutting back on existing programs or through some tax, you, you know, there is going to be a problem. I think if you would have asked me 18 months, two years ago, if we'd ever see universal basic income in the U.S., I would have said never, not in my lifetime, and I'm 46. Like, it's just won't happen. I still don't think it is very likely. However, the child tax credit that just passed in the the new COVID relief bill, as I understand it, a lot of people might be getting a monthly deposit of a, of a few hundred dollars, depending on how many kids they have. All of a sudden you're kind of seeing some building blocks put in place that people might get used to. And if they are effective and help cut child poverty, does all of a sudden, sudden the discussion change about universal basic income in the U S I think it does, but I think what we might see, okay, again, I'm a little bit older than you. I'll just say a little bit. Uh, and I've seen a lot. Okay, and we're neither a pure capitalist country and we're neither a pure socialist country. We're in the middle. We've got a mixed economy. Uh, And we do things incrementally. Uh, Yeah, so going back to this child credit, the way they're talking about it, the way it's enacted in the current bill, but it's just for this year, is that if if I got it correctly, from July through December, you will be getting money uh, I'm not sure how they're in your bank account every month. So if you have, say, say you have three children under the age of six, you would get $300 per month for each child. You get 900 in your bank account every month um, just for having those children, which, you know, I, I love children. Don't get me wrong, uh, especially if my children are listening. 
but so yeah so that is a step towards you know universal basic income it's just condition but you see it's not just condition that's always the catch in this country at its face level it's just conditioned on you know having children under a certain age uh, but then it gets complicated because it does get if i'm correct phased out at higher income levels okay so it, you know it's never just pure or straightforward so, I mean, right now we've got lots and lots of credits and other things in the tax code uh, that are phased out at various income levels. Some of them are at income levels that are actually lower than you would imagine. You know, another, well, a program that I'm actually a big fan of is the Earned Income Tax Credit. I think it's a great program. It gives people the incentive to work and it rewards them, you know, for working, but they don't, if they don't earn that much money. A problem with it, though, is that it does phase out, okay? And that's the difference between it and, say, universal basic income. Uh, so I run a tax clinic. Uh, it's called, it's under the auspices of the IRS. And we do have clients that they'll earn some more money this year than they did the previous year. And they're like, why am I getting a smaller refund? Well, you had a good year this year, so you don't qualify for this credit. So, I mean, the devil is always in the details. And in this country, for whatever reason it is, maybe it's fiscal. There's always limitations that sometimes have a, a negative effect on people's incentives to work. You know, I mean, that's a, that is, you know, I've heard the theoretical argument against unif uh, universal basic income is that some people, you know, if you give people enough to live on, why do they have to get jobs? To the point you made earlier, though, that it's easier for politicians to put something in than, than take something out. And you meant focusing, zeroing in on this tax credit, you know, July to December, so six months. You know, it's not a long time, but it's not going to take long for folks to get used to having that in their budget. And that's going to make it harder, I would think, to not renew this in some form going forward, uh, you could kind of argue this is kind of how it starts. As you put it in a pilot program, no one's going to turn down free money. It's probably not enough to, it's not enough to not work. It helps families. It's a lot of positive press. All of a sudden, it's hard to vote against it. Uh, I don't think that's a crazy scenario we could say. Oh, I agree with you. And in fact, I have no doubt that the advocates for this bill, which unfortunately, you know, we have a very politically polarized federal government, uh, I have no doubt, no doubt that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden, you know, are thinking exactly that way. Uh, they're thinking about making this permanent and they're counting on the fact that they will have enough votes to make it permanent because, yes, uh, there will be a lot of beneficiaries out there who will be very angry if it isn't made permanent. So I agree with you 100 percent there. That's that is the I I predict I, you know, I, I write. No, I don't write them letters, but, you know, I have no direct line to any of them. But I'm pretty sure that I would, you know, I predict highly confident that that's their plan. So where do you think we are given kind of the mindset of this country, but given what we're seeing taking root here, 
What do you think we could see in 5, 10, 15 years? You know, if I had a crystal ball, I would be, you know, trading in stocks and be giving stock advice. I, I don't. You know, we have, you know, if you look at the data, and now I'll speak as an academic, the size of government as a proportion of the economy, call it gross domestic product, gross national product, has gone up over time. And part of the reason is it is easier to add programs and to take it than to remove. And we may not see universal basic income, but we will see this, you know, we will see these child tax credits. We'll see other credits uh, to encourage behavior that um, whoever is in power at the time to pass these bills uh, feel is, you know, socially desirable behavior. We may, again, we may never, we may never see, you know, a clean universal basic income. Okay. Uh, And that is, it is truly a shame. You know, I was reading about how the UK is a little bit ahead of us in in this regard. And when they started increasing their, the the equivalent of their child tax credits, uh, child poverty dropped by half. And I do believe that this, you know, this, you know, increasing the child tax credit mechanically has to work that way here too. You know, it will reduce child poverty. But something like universal, you know, basic income by guaranteeing these, you know, an income to everybody would also reduce homelessness, which, I mean, you know, we live in big cities and that is a problem. Uh, And it's not a problem for us. We have houses to go home to at the end of the day. It is a problem for those that don't. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.